Hello everyone, welcome to our show today called NG English. My name is John Drummond or Yang Haolin. Hello, 大家好，欢迎回到我们西平方的节目 NG 英文。我是 Angela. We have a great show for you today with our good friend George Kutsakis, who's known around the Taiwanese community as George. 是的，今天我们非常幸运的邀请到了威士忌品鉴专家兼美国富士比杂志专栏作家 George Kutsakis 来到呢我们 Angie 英文节目啊，跟大家聊聊他品尝各地威士忌的生活，跟一路走来呢学各国语言的经验分享。But before we get to the interview with George and I, Angela is going to help us break down some of the cultural differences George spoke about, particularly about closing a light versus turning off a light. And how he grew up with many different languages expressing closing a light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So take it away, Angela. Here on NG English. 好的，没问题 ，John。谢谢你的介绍。那没有错。今天呢，我们要来跟各位讨论怎么用英文哦来正确表达中文的关灯关门。那现在就请大家赶快把 NG cheat sheet 这个 NG 英文专属的笔记小抄准备好，我们要开始喽。在待会的访谈中呢 ，George 会聊到他的爸爸是希腊人，然后妈妈是苏格兰人，所以从小就在双语环境中长大。但其实他说，一直到现在，他还是会把一些希腊文的用字跟英文搞混。像如果用希腊文说关灯的话呢，直接翻成英文就会变成是 close the light， 但英文不会这样子讲啊，而是会用 turn off 来表示关，会讲成 turn off the light。他说：“真的是知道怎么讲才对，但是就是在转换语言的过程中，这部分他一直还是会讲错。那这里跟我们中文其实很类似哦。中文我们不管是关灯、关电视，还是关门、关窗，都一样是用关。但英文呢，主要有分成 turn off 跟 close 两种。只是要怎么分啊？啊、哦，好了，来，这不难哈、哦。我们只要想成有没有需要开关电源就可以了。”像是关电灯的话，是要把电灯的电源关掉嘛，所以要用 turn off。像刚才讲的 turn off the light， 或是关电视也是一样，因为要把电视的这个电源给它关掉，所以同样也是要说 turn off the TV。turn off the TV。好，那我们来个同场加印。turn off 它的相反词是 turn on， 所以听众朋友们想一想。开灯或是开电视的话，要怎么讲才对嘞？哎，没错，很厉害哦，就是 turn on the light 跟 turn on the TV。好，那到这边都还可以哈。刚才我们是在讲开关电源的部分啊。那如果是没有电源的话，像是关门关窗那种，或是要把东西合起来盖起来的那种动作，一般会用 close。所以关门的话嘞，就会是大家常听到的 close the door。那关窗户就是 close the window， 或是像晚上睡觉的时候要把眼睛合起来这样子，就会是 close your eyes。来，那相反的话，有关 close 就会有 open 开嘛，好，所以开门开窗跟睁开眼睛要怎么讲嘞？大家有想到吗？答对了，就是 open the door 开门跟 open the window 开窗户，还有 open the eyes 睁开眼睛。这两种用法常常会让人搞混，但是嘞，我们只要记得关键点，电源就不怕会用错喽。好啦，那希望刚才讲的这些对你的英文学习之路有所帮助。如果有漏掉、没有听到或是写下来的，也不用担心啦，可以上我们的 YouTube 频道，随时你想要听几次就给他听几次。那如果大家都已经准备好了的话，现在我们就赶快进入今天的访谈内容，听听 George 他的分享吧。
All right, all right, all right. As always, thank you, Miss Angela Ma, for that wonderful NG England breakdown. Today on the show, we are joined by a Scottish journalist, writer, travel host, alcohol expert, world traveler, and so much more. So everyone, please welcome my good friend, George. Boom. I have five on the show. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me today, John. Yeah, Great man. to be here. Welcome in. Happy Chinese New Year to you, my man. To you too. So you, my friend, have been traveling all over the world, and you just expressed to me off air, you think you took seventy-five flights this year. 访谈开始，他们聊到 George 在去年二零一九年的时候嘞，世界到处爬爬照，总共搭了七十五次飞机。他说他有一天就想说好玩来数一数他飞了几趟，结果不数还好，一数不得了，发现自己去年跑了这么多趟机场，吃了这么多机场餐、飞机餐，想到就累。他说 ，It was a good year, but a long one， 就是说二零一九年啊是个很棒的一年，但是嘞也很漫长。那我们赶快一起来认识是这位空中飞人兼酒精专家 George。Yeah, yeah. We're coming to the end of、uh, 2019, and just for fun, I sat down to like tally them all up, and it just made me tired. Like doing that, I was just like, Jesus, <laughs> it's been so many planes and so many airport meals, and <laughs> it was a good year, but a long one. I bet. Well, hopefully, you're、uh, you've racked up some good mileage points, and and you can apply that to, to future leisure travel. Yeah. But、um, can you share with us here on NG England what are you traveling for mostly? 前面我们讲到 ，George 他光是去年就搭了七十五趟飞机。那不过他为什么这么常飞啊？主要是因为他是一位 journalist， 一位记者哦。什么样的记者嘞？他是专门评鉴全球各地美食美酒，在他的专栏写相关分析跟评语的记者。像各地很多烈酒品牌或是知名餐厅集团，都会邀请他到当地去评鉴。特别像是苏格兰的那个威士忌哈、哦。公司会请他撰写文章，那的机票啊、旅费等等就会由公司来支付，作为 George 他写文章的报酬。会上他也会到香港参加当地的一些稀有的一些这个酒精饮品拍卖会。那扣掉这些工作的飞行次数的话，剩下就是他自己的旅游时间。他说台湾呐、啊，真的是到其他亚洲城市、亚洲国家很重要、很方便的一个中枢点。Well, so first off,、uh, I'm a journalist. So a lot of these trips, I write about food and drink, and a lot of brands around the world, like、uh, mainly spirits brands, some like big restaurant groups. They invite me and kind of host me in different countries. So I often go to, often go to Scotland to whiskey distilleries where they, you know, they get your flights, get your hotels, they they host you in exchange for some like coverage and some of the different magazines I write for. Other times I do,、um, as you know, I do auctions in Hong Kong. So it's going to see some like clients that wanna. Sell some of the really rare spirits, wines, whiskies that they want to put on auction, and sometimes it's just for fun as well. You know, you need to get away once in a while. And as you know, Taipei is a great hub to just fly around different Asian Asian cities, Asian countries, and you know, see the different kind of cultures out there. Yeah, man, I I love that so much, and I really love kind of following along with your life and and what you're traveling for is is all of this really interesting kind of journalistic writing, but. Like you were saying, you focus primarily your journalistic career now around spirits, and we don't mean ghosts and goblins. <laughs> we mean like alcohol. 如果对酒的英文名称不太熟悉的听众朋友们，可能会有一点听不太懂待会这样的笑话。Spirits 在今天的内容里面是指烈酒。
但是因为一般常听到的意思还有精神啊，或是鬼魂、灵魂等等，所以这样才会说我们是在谈酒，不是在谈鬼魂哦。那相信大家都有听过苏格兰威士忌，它常常广告都打蛮大的。待会呢 ，George 他会讲到，虽然自己是苏格兰人，但这不全是因为这样子，他才把事业焦点，他的 main focus 放在威士忌上。他说，以前常年在酒吧工作，而且又有上一些相关课程 ，escalated 提升了他在这方面的专业知识。虽然主要是学威士忌，不过呢，其他酒类他也是有接触啦，像是 gin 琴酒、mezcal 墨西哥的这个一种龙舌兰哈，或是 vodka 大家都知道的这个伏特加等等。那在美食佳肴方面呢，他其实也是有涉略哦，只是相对比较少，主要都是以酒类居多。哇，那如果刚好听众朋友你平时也喜欢和朋友下班喝一杯，对酒很有兴趣的话，那今天的访谈你一定很喜欢。Yeah, yeah. So my main focus, I'd say, is、uh, whiskey. That's not just because I'm Scottish. It's, you know, it's I've like for years I've worked in bars. It kind of escalated. I started writing about it, learning more about it, taking some courses, and now、I、focus on whiskey, but also different kinds of spirits. You've got mezcal, gin. Uh, some like vodka, so I travel for a lot of different spirits, and sometimes it's for food too. But I'd say eighty-five percent is the, the alcohol industry. Yeah, it gets、man. me around the world. It gets you around the world, and, and got you here in Taipei. And so, as you've kind of now developed this career, you've done a bit of kind of hosting with like、uh, food shows and stuff like this as well. Is that kind of now the future plans as you develop into twenty twenty? 前面有提到 George 他在美食这方面的涉略相对比酒来的少，但如果平时有在 follow 他消息的话，你可能就知道说他其实也是有在主持一些美食节目哦。那这是他的新年新计划吗？该不会是要转战美食天下吧？没错，他说因为酒有时候会有一点 repetitive， 有点 monotonous， 就是比较单调，一直重复这样子。而且加上他其实一直以来呢都对食物很有兴趣，也很爱美食节目主持人安东尼伯登，所以让 George 他就想要更积极在美食界发展。而且酒跟美食其实这两个主题很合得来啊。然后他又在亚洲，我们有很多特色餐厅，整个餐饮业发展的很快，所以希望在新的一年嘞，他可以主持更多美食节目，把焦点放在食物上面。Yeah, yeah. So basically, I mean, I love spirits, but it can get kind of like repetitive and monotonous. And I really like the food world. Like, I was a huge fan of、um, Anthony Bourdain、mm-hmm. and his show Parts Unknown. So when he sadly passed away, that's when I kind of decided I wanted to get more into food.、Uh, I feel there's a great connection between spirits and food. Like, you know, we live here, and you know, Japan, Taiwan, a lot of countries in Asia tend to pair alcoholic beverages with food like much better than we do over in the West. So yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I love like the restaurant scene here in Asia. Like it's so experimental. It's growing so fast. People are doing such interesting things. So I'd say twenty twenty is a year I'm gonna focus more on food, and try and host like more shows and do more things within that that sector. Beautiful man, for sure. Yeah, well, I wish you all the best of luck with that. And and I love you know kind of the inspiration off off of、uh, Anthony Bourdain. Rest in peace. To the brother, but yeah, man, that's that's been such an actual inspiration of mine to start traveling the world. So I'm really happy to see that you can kind of continue on with that idea that he instilled in us, and、uh, and good luck for、yeah. for the future of that. So if you don't mind, we kind of switch gears. You did mention, yeah, like you're Scottish, but language now has really helped you kind of open up new doors for career and and life. So you moved, was it to Japan, and became fluent in Japanese? Is that right? 
大家还记得我们前面有说到 George 他是苏格兰人吗？但是他除了会讲英文以外，还会讲其他语言哦。而且这样子的外语能力啊，帮他 open up new doors for career and life， 为他的事业发展跟生活都开了大门，都增加了不少机会。Open new doors 就是为什么什么铺路，增加机会的意思。好，他说呢，之前二零一三年的时候搬到日本去住，现在讲日文可以算是 fluent， 算是蛮流利的。他说，一直以来都对日本文化很感兴趣。本来他只是想说去日本玩个几个月而已，结果太爱，就决定搬过去那里住。一住就给他住了两年，那也认真把日文学起来。后来有一次他来台湾呢、啊，就发现，哎，虽然整体上跟日本的相似度蛮高的，但是我们还是有自己独特的文化。最后呢，就默默被吸引，就搬来这里了。Yeah, yeah. So around it was 2013, I moved over initially. Uh, just for like a, a short trip to to see Japan, I've always been fascinated with the the culture and the country, living and growing up in Europe. And when I got there, I just loved it so much. I stayed. I really tried hard with the language, and yeah,、I、became pretty much fluent in it. And living there and learning that just really, really helped me get further. I stayed there. I ended up staying there for two years when the initial plan was just a few months. Um, made some great friends. I feel like. Maybe not directly connected, but eventually that's probably what made me fall in love with Asia. Made me eventually move here to Taiwan because when I did come here for the first time, I seen a lot of great similarities. But then Taiwan has its own like very unique culture. But again, you know the cleanliness, the way it works, the friendliness,、uh, the food, a lot of parts of the culture from Japan I saw here. So eventually, I feel that's what led me here. That's wonderful. So, did you plan to move to Taiwan, or was that kind of like you came here, like you were saying, to travel and explore, and then you just decided to to relocate? How did that happen? 那前面我们讲到 George 他从日本搬来台湾，那这是本来就计划好的吗？还是说怎么样？他说本来他其实已经从日本搬回英国了，但是人就整个很不对劲啊，觉得哎，为什么我在欧洲啊，应该要在亚洲才对啊？后来因缘际会下呢，来到我们台湾的格马兰威士忌酒厂出差哦。他说飞机降落后，他觉得哇，我要搬来这里，这里有 a touch of Japan， 有一点日本文化的成分在，但是又不会像他们的生活那么紧张紧凑。本来只是来出差五天，但是却让 George 在三个月后就搬来台湾了。那待会大家有听到这样讲说，其实他们两个就是在格马兰的那个威士忌酒厂认识的啊，整个就很巧。我们赶快来听听这段访谈吧。No, so basically, I left Japan. I went back to Europe, but being back in the UK, I just felt like I I I wanted to be in Asia. You know, I just like I missed it. I missed the culture, the culture in different countries, and living in Japan, being I stayed in Cambodia for a spell. I just wanted to be back in the continent and. It's a funny story. I just came on a business trip here.、Uh, you know, we we're talking about whiskey. I came to visit the Cavalan Distillery. Yeah, I remember that's the one I met you. I think.、Right? Yeah, oh yeah. Well, yeah, we actually met as soon as <laughs> as soon as I got here. Yeah, you were like we met the second day I was I here. I think so. That's right. And yeah, I just came for that. And immediately after landing, I was like, wow, this is the country I need to move on. It's got a touch of Japan, but it's not so much. It's not as close the culture as you know. Boxed up in Tokyo is quite an intense place to live. I came here. I was like, it's got some good parts of it, but it's just. Chilled out here. Everybody's so friendly. It's so central, and yeah, I made that decision on that five-day business trip. I was moving here. Came over three months later. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and I've been here ever since. Yeah, I remember I met you there. That's crazy. Yeah, that's、so、dude, that's that's so cool, man. And and now you know you're kind of developing your Chinese now, and so you've got Japanese, and I I believe you also speak Greek. Is is that right? 那 George 他除了会讲日文跟英文以外呢，他还会希腊文哦，够特别吧？
，他啊其实是在希腊跟苏格兰之间这样的双语环境下长大的。他爸爸是希腊人，妈妈是苏格兰人，这样子的成长环境呢，让他习惯接触外语，知道说要把对自己语言的认知先放一边呢、哦，要变成一张白纸去接触另外一个语言，也比较能够适应其他语言的发音跟语调等等。他说，就是因为这样子，在他学日文的时候，其实帮助了不少。Yeah, yes, I'm bilingual, and so my father is Greek and my mum's Scottish. So growing up, I kind of spoke English with her and went to school in Greece, spoke Greek. So I do feel that's helped me like capture languages a bit faster, having that bilingual, like the, the different tones and the sounds you need to make, and you know, just basically closing your mind and not connecting it to any other language you know. Yeah, yeah that's helped, especially with Japanese. That helped. Yeah, and and that kind of makes me think. You just said something really interesting about. Um, closing your mind to one language so you can get into a new language, and、yeah. that kind of leads me to a question I love to ask on this show about: Can you share any tips or advice? You know, what has helped you learn languages along the way? 接下来在这段访谈中 ，George 要来跟大家分享一些他在学外语的过程中觉得哎还蛮受用的一些小 tips。他说他从小就是同时讲英文跟希腊文，没有什么特别的技巧或什么可以和各位分享的。但是日文呢，其中有一点是因为他很喜欢日本的动画卡通，会一直看一直看，对听力跟口语练习都有非常大的帮助。另外一点是他之前在日本的时候啊，有管理一间酒吧，那常常就会需要跟底下员工沟通，或是要跟客人哈拉打屁什么的，也让他增加不少练习机会。那第三个呢，是他有自己的一本书哦，他会到一些网站去学文法、学单字等等。这三种方式三管齐下，让他除了可以同时练习到口说、听力，还有单字文法的正确运用以外，也 speed up， 也加速了他把日文学好的速度。后来一年之后呢，他就开始上一星期一次的这个日文课 ，one lesson a week。他说每次上课就是狂问老师问题。有不懂就问，没有在害羞怕丢脸的。然后加上他也几乎都是跟日本人互动交朋友，让他大脑接受日文字迹的那个频率呢，一直都维持在一定的程度。各位听众朋友啊，我们这应该是第一次在一集访谈就得到这么多配播，实在是获益良多。那你要仔细听哦。So when I was growing up, I spoke Greek and English, and I never you don't really focus as a kid on what. Is making you learn, like you just learn it. Like now, when people ask me about grammar things in English, I just know it. You don't, you you can't really articulate it.、Mm-hmm. Well, you probably can. <laughs> But for Japanese, that's when I really focused on the ways I was learning the language. So I took it on a lot of different. I took it on a lot of different paths. Like I didn't just do one thing. Basically, I started watching Japanese animation, which I'm fascinated with. I always really liked it. I started with One Piece. Always watched them, and that helped me so much. And like. Listening and just like speaking, like like casually, because that's most of the conversations I was having there.、Mm-hmm. That was one of the avenues. The second avenue, I was managing a bar there, so I was like managing my staff, having to speak to the customers every day, kind of like polite Japanese, but still a bit casual. You're like in a bar, craft beer bar, so it was like that kind of scene. Number three was I had my own book. Uh, where I would like sit and study in a few websites, and I just get more of the the grammar and the vocabulary and just how things work. And I feel taking those three avenues and like going at the language for so so many different ways really helped me like really speed up the language learning process and get to a good level really fast. After that, like after the first year, I did start taking like one lesson a week. That was the first time I started actually taking lessons,、mm-hmm. and that was just to like go to my teacher and just bombard her with like I don't understand this, I don't understand this, I don't understand this, and she would just, yeah, 
Yeah. I feel that was, yeah. And the main thing, I was not hanging out with many English speakers. Like, I feel Taipei's, like, English-speaking level is so much higher than Japan's. So there it was a challenge to find Japanese people that spoke English. And just the fact of the, the friendships I made was more with locals, and I was more forced to learn. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's actually really wonderful tips and advice. You're kind of saying attack the language in a way from many different angles. Yeah. So you're getting you know listening skills through the bar and the cartoons, but then you're applying it again at the bar and through your uh, through your online studies and all this, and mm-hmm. and then having a teacher to kind of clarify any points of confusion. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that's really systematic advice right there. So if you guys are listening, yo, take notes on that. (laughs) I think that's the most well-explained way to attack a language. So thank you for sharing that. That makes me also think then about all these languages you have now began to kind of learn and understand. Do you remember any times, though, that it was difficult maybe with translations or things you got confused with along the way that that you know better now? 接下来我们要来问问George,他在这些语言当中有没有遇过什么翻译上的状况,或是文化上比较搞不懂的地方嘞?他说他其实一直到现在,有个英文和希腊文的用法也还是一直会搞混。像例如英文的关灯是turn off the light,但是因为用希腊文讲的话,比较像我们中文的关掉关起来的那个关,会用close这个字,就常会闹笑话讲成close the light。或是像英文的洗澡、冲澡,一般会用take a shower来表示,但希腊文直接翻译成英文的话会是make a shower,让他常常会搞不清楚哪个是哪个。那其实就像我们前面在NG英文里面提到的,中文的关灯、关门、关电视等等都一样是关,但是英文会根据有没有电源来决定是要用turn off还是用close。如果直接翻译成英文的话呢，常常会不小心就直接用到close这个字。那虽然一般人家大概也听得懂你在讲什么啦，但还是要记得我们的关的这个动作，在英文有close跟turn off这两种，要小心别用错喽。Yeah, well, a simple one is is even Greek and English. So I do not have a better understanding of two languages, any other languages in the world. I grew up with both of them, but even to this day, I'll say things like. For example, in Greek, you'll say like you'll say "klise do banyo," and that means like that means like close the light. Okay. But I'll say I'll say like close the light or like it, to somebody, and my friends will be like like What the hell are you saying? And I should know that, but it's just I directly translate it from yeah from uh, Greek to English. Another thing is like to in Greek, the the direct translation would be to make a shower. To make a shower. Yeah, make a okay. shower. Like okay. like. Cano baño, and I say that sometimes. And instead of saying I'm going to take a shower, I'll be like, I'm going to make a shower, and people are like, like, what the hell are you? So it's wow. not, it's not even like languages that I've learned. It's ones I've grown up with, but it's still your mind just sometimes can't make that switch. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> and we have a lot of similarities with that in Mandarin. And I hear my Taiwanese friends a lot of times saying, "Close the light." In Mandarin, we would say "guangdong," which is like, yeah, literally translated as "close the light." So that's interesting that it's actually the same. Uh, translation in Greek as well. Yeah. And I love that. I, I don't hear Greek enough. And so when you're saying baño, I'm thinking of bathroom in Spanish. <laughs> um, I like Kenneth is the same. It's, it's similar, right? <laughs> yeah. No, there is. In Spanish, there's a lot of similarities with um, with Greek and Spanish, yeah. actually, as well. It was really nice. All right, my man. Well, dude, this show goes by very fast. And unfortunately, we are coming now to our last question here on NG Yingwen. And it is, if you could go back and talk to a younger George, Mm-hmm. Would there be any advice you give yourself about language or life? 
。访谈最后一样要来问问 George， 他如果可以回到过去，有没有什么话会想要跟自己说嘞？他说有一点很重要的就是啊，不要半途而废 ，Don't stop midway。像他之前有学几个月的柬埔寨文，学很快哦，但后来就没有再继续，现在就忘得一干二净了。可是反过来看他的日文，他让自己学到一个稳定流利的程度。虽然说他现在已经离开日本很多年，没有每天在那个环境里面了，但他还是有办法可以用日文来表达自己的想法。总之呢，他觉得如果想要学一个语言，就给自己一年的时间好好去学，千万不要学一半就中断。大家赶快来听听访谈最后这段分享，希望我们节目的这些来宾提供的建议对你有帮助哦。There is, and it's it's just one main point. So when I was growing up, I learned a bit. I tried. I studied a bit of Spanish, and when I moved to Cambodia for like a little for a few months, I started learning Cambodian. And the main advice I would give people is: do not stop midway. Like I, I started lang- learning languages and I learned for three months, and I'm picking it up really fast. But then I stopped, and it completely like now I can't remember a word of Cambodian. But with Japanese, I got to the point where it was good enough that I've left the country now for five years. I don't speak it every day, but it's still there. You know, some vocabulary will come and go, but it's still I know exactly what I'm saying when I want to say it. So, main advice is just do not stop before you get to that point where you're good enough. If you really want to learn the language, get to like a year, get to like a level of fluency that you can stop for a bit. And it won't just fall out your head because I feel that's so true when it comes to languages. Yeah, man, that makes me think. When I I used to live in Thailand and I got to a a comfortable place with Thai, and then I just kind of stopped applying myself really. And then I think about any Thai I know now, and it's so basic, and I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly the same. It's、yeah. just if you stop before it gets to that point, I feel it's just it just goes, it just falls out your head. Yeah, that's right. That's very interesting. We're we're gonna have to. Do some more、uh, neuroscience topics on this to figure out why that is. Yeah, but、uh, thank you, man, for coming in and joining us today here on the show. Can can you share a little bit, maybe about social media or maybe places where people can read your articles and learn more about the Spirit Game and all that? Sure, sure. Well, social media mainly mainly on Instagram. It's at George Kutsakis, K O U T S A K I S. So it's George Kutsakis, and you'll find me on IG. Or also, if you just Uh, Google my name with Forbes.、Uh, I write most of my articles on Forbes. dot com, and you can learn all about whiskey and booze and food on there. Yeah, man, awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us today, and we'll see you soon. Maybe yeah, we'll、so uh, we'll have a drink together、me. soon for、uh, for the new year. For sure, for sure. Thanks for having me, man. It's been great to be here. Absolutely. All right. Talk to you next time. That is our NG Ingwen show for today. We hope everyone enjoyed listening to that. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram or Facebook. You can search ng ingwen, or you can search ng English I C R T, and make sure to tune in each week Wednesday morning from six thirty to seven, and Wednesday night from nine to nine thirty. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. 好，那我们今天七平方的节目 NG 英文就到这边告一段落啦。感谢大家的收听，别忘了到 IG 搜寻我们的粉丝专业 NG 底线 English 在底线 I C R T。那大家也要记得，每周三早上六点半到七点，或是晚上九点到九点半，把广播调到 ICRT 频道 FM 一百，准时收听我们节目哦。那也欢迎大家上网搜寻西平方的公器不备课程，或者是呢到我们西平方的官网，多读读一些有关 NG 英文的专栏文章，看看在 NG 英文里面的专栏有没有哪些是大家可以吸收学起来的一些小 p e o p l e 哦。我们下次见了，拜拜。